Mike check. Mike check. Mike check. Whew, let me position myself in the seat. Ah. Mike check. Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. And we back. Back for another episode. Taste to consider podcast. Yes, we are back. Damn, it's been a minute since I recorded. Oh, it's only been a. I missed a week. All right, I'm just making sure. I'm looking at the calendar in my phone. I was like, damn, it feel like it's been like two weeks. I feel like I missed two weeks, but I only missed a week. All right, I only missed a week. <laughs> Swear, don't be feeling longer. But we back, back for another episode. Taste to consider podcast. You know how we do. Let's go. Mm. You know, see, it <laughs> it's definitely, I swear, them weeks me be throwing me off. I ain't even had a, uh, the phone plugged up or nothing. Dang. All right, here we go. I ain't even going to start all over again because that means I got to get up out the couch, go to my uh, camera, start the camera over, and then do everything. No, nah, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> you just going to have to deal with it. But we back, back for another episode, and I'm going to start this over again. You know how we do. Take a stick and sit a podcast. Yes, we are back. Uh, for another grandma, proud of a episode headline a club on the sneakers and back door walk through the kitchen got plenty ink on our passports and not to mention our queens ain't pushing no rap for us what you think i rap for i'm building my legacy text from my heroes hey legacy chase bear my pockets got legacy foreign land with my brother that's pedigree because we work hard play hard we work take stick and sit a podcast Circle right back for the payoff. Follow, work hard, play hard. We work, 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 work. Now we pay it up, make time and lay up. Ain't worried about what anybody says. It's okay. It's okay. Say, stick and sit a podcast. We back. Let's go play. My bitch is just finished that scroll. Let's go. Baby mama got a new job The homie Dino move these people out of doo And me and Smokey been banging at your boombox Stay close, take notes, we in the zone Nigga, two words, hard work, what we been on It ain't no denying this divine time Ain't been applying pressure, now we buying down. Second home Hawaiian Islands, ain't no Panamite We leave in December, go with sun and shine They can't go through the motions Feel like the guardians of the Pacific Ocean uh, I'm mixing potions, que son 700% con gas Tequilas y mentiras, filas de gas Mira, estamos en otra liga de paz Estamos enfrente, empezamos detrás Cause we work hard, play hard We work, 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 work for the days off Make time to take off Circle right back for the payoff Oh, work hard, play hard We work, 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 work. Now we pay up, make time to lay up Ain't worried about what anybody says Okay, it's Face okay. to consider podcast 
Listen, uh, I heard a voice that told me get rid of your inhibitions At least just momentarily it's hard to do charity without letting go And your soul get the feeling fictitious I need to cleanse my palate, break a rule and get balanced Aches and pains until she get naked and woo me in palace Do something new, open the curtains, the view from the terrace Looking like magic, hope a spectator catch it and staring Look in her eyes, nothing to hide, even embarrassed uh, No windows in the garden and if you see that snake, you better not disregard it. You wearing so little clothing for it to be art. Little mama, bring me your summer. I kiss on your blossom. We be working hard. Work hard, play hard. Work, 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 work for the days out. Say, to consider podcast. Let's go. Work hard, play hard. Work, work, work. Now we laid up. Make time to lay up. Ain't worried about what anybody says. It's okay. It's okay. To consider podcast. Yes. Mm. Let's go play. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, I heard them boys from Angle Let's up. What up, sir? Taste to consider podcast. Boy, shit. Let's go play. Angles. Taste to consider podcast. Yes, indeed. Taste to consider podcast. We are back for another episode. Yes, feeling good, feeling good to be back, but let me officially introduce the show before I forget. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek. Silver, and we back, back for another episode. Yes, indeed. Yes, I took a week off, but for the YouTube subscribers, shout out to the YouTube subscribers. Shout out to all the new YouTube subscribers. Um, I've been active. Episode six and seven of Taste Reviews Drink Edition are out right now on YouTube, A Taste to Consider Network. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like, comment. Make sure you share. You know, appreciate all of that. Appreciate all the uh, people who have been um, paying attention to the new uh, show on The Taste to Consider Network. Um, I've been enjoying myself. I have been enjoying myself recording uh those episodes, um, yeah, I, I've been having a lot of fun. And I appreciate everybody who have been supporting me with the new show. Because um, I definitely have been enjoying it. <laughs> so, yeah, we back for another um, episode, podcast episode. Taste to Consider Podcast. I'm um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Amazon Music, and of course, YouTube. The visuals are on YouTube. So, we back for another episode, and I thought that I left this particular series behind, Dating Games. For all the new listeners, and people who may have uh, missed these episodes, I did a four-part series on Dating games, titled dating dating games, four, four parts, four parts, dating games, and but I did on that last episode, 
of dating games, the finale. I do remember saying, yeah, this probably won't be the last one because, of course, the world we live in today and how social media works, you just can't seem to get away from this. So this this episode has already been titled <laughs> Dating Games, The List. <laughs> so y'all probably already know what I'm talking about if you're active on social media. So yeah, we back for another episode. Uh, first, you know, um, just, you know, updated on some things, you know, going on. What is it? November 4th. It's a Saturday right now. Um, every November, starting November 1st, I always, well, I ain't going to say always. The past couple of years, I've been um, doing like a personal challenge for myself starting on November 1st and it ending on November 30th. So a 30-day challenge. And the reason I've been doing this is because, you know, my birthday is November 30th. So I've been, you know, always... Um, the past couple of years coming up with a 30 day challenge for myself, um, whether it be on a spiritual level or physical level or emotional level, mental level, whatever. So this, uh, this year, this 30 day challenge has been, um, I've been doing a meditation challenge. Y'all know I'm big on meditation and how I talked about it plenty of times before how it saved my life. <laughs> but I've been slacking. I ain't gonna lie. I've been slacking. I've been slacking bad. I've been slacking on my meditation. So this year, um, this November, whole November, I'm doing a meditation challenge where I make sure I meditate in the a.m. and the p.m. So um, November 4th, right now, I'm on track. Um, I've already meditated uh, this morning. So I will meditate again tonight. And, you know, that's my challenge for this uh, November and I think it's important to do these type of things um, personally, um, you know, because it's always, it's always, well, I ain't going to speak for everybody. I'll speak for myself. For me, I've always struggled um, with discipline. And the reason I've struggled with discipline is because um, all the years that I've gone, um, I I went through depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And some of the reasons why um, I, I struggle with depression, anxiety, it, it affected my di- my discipline. And um, it's just something that I came up with myself um, to to challenge myself during this this period in time. I remember the first one I ever did was a, a, a workout challenge, a physical challenge where I made sure I worked out every day during November. That was the first one I ever did. And that was a few years ago. I think that was probably back in 2019, maybe 2018. I don't know. But, yeah, I've been um, – the meditation challenge is this year because um, I do know how important meditation is to me, and I know how much it was a positive thing in my life, is a positive thing in my life, and I definitely have been slacking on it. Um, So I wanted to make sure – I get back into a routine, and this was the perfect opportunity for me to get back in the routine. So, you know, I got my little list, and I've been checking it and all that other stuff and making sure that, you know, I get back into that that routine because meditation has been a great thing for me. So, um, yeah, that's – I got, like, another side challenge that I – for this November – um, 
but it's not it's not necessarily for just the month of November. It's for um, something that I, I'm challenging myself to do and finish, something that's already been on my list of things to do before the year ends because I think it's something important. It's like it's it's actually a therapy uh it's some therapy homework that um I've had for years. Like even, you know, I've had multiple therapists, but this actual side challenge is something that every therapist has told told me or suggested to me that I should do. So it's something that is a side challenge for me. And I'll bring up at a later date, um, because I don't want to talk about it and it it don't happen. But I plan, you know what I'm saying, I plan to do it and I plan for it to happen. But, you know, I don't want to get into too many details until I actually sit down and do it. Um, but, yeah, <clears throat> it is November 4th and today is a, um, is a kind of a difficult day for me now after a year um, because... Um, one of my cousins, she passed a year ago, and um, rest in peace to Tasha. Um, so, yeah, today is the anniversary of her death, and it kind of hit me a little bit today. And even when I was pre-gaming before I started recording, I was like, you know what I'm saying? I started thinking about her and stuff like that, and I was just like, you know, thinking about certain certain things that happened before her death um, between me and her that <clears throat> was kind of prophetic, so to speak, um, because I was, I'm was i the type of person where I try to figure out everything, which I shouldn't do. You know, some things I need to just let happen and let flow and it let it be what it is or whatever. But sitting down and thinking about it and stuff like that i think um the way how everything went that's how it was supposed to to go so to speak on my end of under kind of understanding or having um some peace with the situation but yeah um rest in peace to tasha you know um you definitely missed um is definitely still a surreal situation right now um just thinking about it being the a year anniversary of your death and how i'm just like damn it's been a year already it just feel like it was just a couple of months ago and it had me going back thinking so when i heard the news and all that other stuff and i don't want to bring like a damper down to the episode and all that but i think it, i felt like it was important for me to kind of like talk about it and you know just get it out a little bit um but i definitely uh feel you um and i definitely will um i'm raising my glass right now you know for the non-youtubers um so if you're not on if you're not a subscriber to, if you're just a listener of, on spotify and other streaming services make sure you subscribe to youtube because you know it's other you know i got my other show on there taste reviews and i plan to have other shows in the future you know, that that is the plan, but, you know, um, it's a tons of ways to support the show and stuff like that. You know, got my cash app, um, RIP81, that's my cash app, dollar sign, RIP81, 
And you can also support the show by, you know, listening, sharing, downloading. Um, my website, a taste to consider.com, got merchandise on there, as well as, you know, uh my mental health blog, greatestiamblog.com. Um, is all is tons of ways to support the show, even if you can't spend money, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm raising my glass to Tasha right now. Um, now I'll take a little moment of silence for that. So yeah, let's get into the show. Back for another episode. What's this? Episode 108. 108. I, I can't believe I've done 108 episodes by myself. <laughs> by myself. Um, and I'm trying to think how many episodes all together did the You and You podcast do. Unproductive and Unapologetic. Shout out to the You and You Network. Separate the two podcasts. There's a new episode out of that right now. Uh, Reservation for Three. Um, unprocessed Knowledge. Um, three stars, two bars. Um, yeah, so make sure y'all support all the shows. Um, yeah, so let me pull up all my outline stuff on my phone and, and let's get started. You know, I got tons of clips. Um, so I'm gonna start off with this clip right here because, um, this clip don't really have nothing to do with the whole theme of the show, <laughs> dating games, but excuse me, burp number one. When I first heard this, uh, damn, burp number two. When I first saw this clip, damn, burp number three. Y'all know this about to be a good-ass show. <laughs> when I first heard this clip, I was like, bruh, right, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't sit on this. I can't sit on this. I got to speak on this. So let me play this clip real quick. And this is, uh, this is a clip that Amanda Seals did. Y'all know how I feel about Amanda Seals. <laughs> I follow her on social media. Even though I don't agree with a lot of stuff that she says, I still follow her. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's that's what a taste to consider is about. You know, you don't have to agree. Like, just speaking on me, you don't have to agree with everything that I say or speak about and all that other stuff. But just consider. You know what I'm saying? Just take a moment to listen. Use your critical thinking skills. You know, it, it's not all about, you know what I'm saying, being a follower and following the trends and all that other stuff, but yeah, let me get to the clip. I'm all, I'm all on the rain and shit. <laughs> Here we go. To do, I'm seeing people say things like, "I have to get off of social media to protect my mental health," which I'm just like, again, y'all in this fucking mental health, and if you're not breaking down and you're not hurting you're not living y'all think that preserving your happiness is like some sort of revolution but we what i but i don't think that that's really a thing when there's actually sadness and incredible degradation happening i understand that some people actually have clinical issues they have actual clinical diagnoses that can turn very dangerous. That I understand. And they don't have support systems. That I understand. But some of y'all are just weak. You're weak. And you really just don't want to be uncomfortable 
and you don't want to hurt and you call it mental health. Our eyes are being opened and your heart should be opening at the same time. So now y'all can see why I'll have an issue with this, with this clip or whatever. Like when I first heard, I want to be like, shut your dumb ASS up. All right, so I'm going to play it again. I'm going to just, you know what I'm saying, go through, pause and play and go through. Because I think this is just, this right here is why people don't speak on mental health or mental illness and stuff like that because of thought processes like this. And people coming out and saying stupid ASS-ish like this. <laughs> so let me let me play the clip again. To do. I'm seeing people say things like I have to get off of social media to protect my mental health. And what's wrong with that? Social media can be toxic, toxic as hell. Majority of social media is toxic as hell because most of the people on social media is toxic already. Most of the people on social media are followers. Most of the people on social media have uh, some sort of mental trauma emotional trauma some sort of mental illness whether diagnosed or not because this is the problem right here there's a difference between mental health and mental illness everybody has mental health same way everybody has physical health same way everybody has emotional health same way everybody has spiritual health we got to get out of this 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 thinking of that only the people who suffer from mental illnesses have mental health. That is the dumbest crap ever. Everybody has mental health. 100% of the people walking this earth has mental health. Does everybody have a mental illness? Maybe, maybe not. That is debatable. I'm of the thought process that, yes, everybody does suffer from mental illness, whether it is short term, long term, severe, not so severe, et cetera, et cetera. Not everybody on this planet, on this earth is diagnosed with a mental illness because everybody don't go to the damn doctor. Everybody don't believe in mental health. A lot of people don't believe in going to the doctor. A lot of people don't believe in therapy. I'm just like, again, y'all in this fucking mental health. And the fact that you don't even believe that mental health is serious says to me that you have a mental illness. If you're not breaking down and you're not hurting, you're not living. Y'all think that preserving your happiness is like some sort of revolution. It should be a revolution to preserve your happiness. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't acknowledge or accept the fact that you have mental health or that you suffer from a mental illness or have suffered some mental or emotional trauma. 
You should be preserving your happiness. You should be focusing on happiness. You should be focusing on peace. You should be focusing on healing. See, the way society wants us to be, the way social media carries itself, is that we should all be be in this toxic or negative space. And most of the time, so many people have lived that way so much in their life and for so long in their life that they don't know anything other than negativity or toxicity. And soon as something that comes along that is on the opposite spectrum of that, then it's a problem. But we, what I, but I don't think that that's really a thing when there's actually sadness and incredible degradation happening. So obviously, well, I don't say obviously to y'all, but she basically made this clip based off of the stuff that's going on in the world right now with, you know, over in Gaza with uh, Israel and Palestine and that everybody should be focused on it and suffering from it and be, you know what I'm saying, just just have, you know, be having all that mental and emotional I don't even, I can't even think of the word, but she basically wants everybody in the world right now to be focused on Palestine and Israel and the things that's going on. Just speaking for myself, I can't afford to be worrying about Palestine and Israel and what's going on over there. My mental and emotional state right now is focused on, one, my individual life, two, me as a black man, three, me as a black person and my fellow black people in America and all the stuff that we go through each and every day, four, me being an American and dealing with inflation, price gouging, seeing homelessness, our infrastructure dying, education failing, these politicians out here getting over on us, locally seeing teenagers that look like me, used to look like me, carjacking, robbing, killing people for their cars, jewelry, money, whatever. Like, that's my priority. Those those are things that I'm focused on first. I understand that some people actually have clinical issues. They have actual clinical diagnosis. See, this is what I'm talking about right here with the fact that she's speaking as though that just because you aren't diagnosed or classified as having a mental illness that you don't have mental health and your mental health isn't important. This is the stuff that we still deal with to this day when it comes to mental health stigma. That can turn very dangerous. That I understand. And they don't have support systems. That I understand. But some of y'all are just weak. Here we go. This this is exactly what I'm talking about right here. This is why people don't want to go to the doctor. This is why people don't want to admit that they have 
some sort of mental illness. This is why people don't want to talk about their mental illness or their mental health or their emotional health or their emotional illnesses. Because people out here talking about their weak. And this is the problem that I have with Amanda Seals. She always gets on these rants and stuff like that, and she just be talking crap. The stuff that she talks about had most of the time has no type of factual information, no no intelligence or anything, but she has a platform. So with her making this video and the platform that she has, the way society is already and it being on social media, it's going to trend. It's going to trend and people going to follow with it. You're weak. No, you're weak. And you really just don't want to be uncomfortable. Everybody isn't meant. One thing that I had to learn, I had to learn this a few years ago. And how I learned it, it was, was doing a group podcast with the, um, with the Unproductive and Unapologetic podcast. Everybody's not going to have the same passions that you have. Everybody's not going to care about the same things that you care about. Everybody isn't going to be as um, intelligent in in certain areas like politics and current events and what's going on in the world, you know. So you can't judge them for that. You can't. Certain people are supposed to be in certain lanes. Certain people are supposed to be active in certain spaces. And everybody has value in those spaces. Everybody isn't meant to be focused on the politics and all that other stuff. Everybody ain't supposed to be um, hip to what's going on in the world. And that's okay. I had to learn that. And I'm still working through that at times. And that's what that's why I named the, the podcast The Taste to Consider. Because I know everybody is not going to be having the same fire that I have about political things I know they're not gonna have the same fire about spiritual things I know they ain't gonna have the same passion about meditation or mental health as I do but what I'm here for what my podcast is here for what my platform is here for is to put those things out there and let you consider something different let you consider something that is outside your norm or thought process or perspective that is different from something that you're used to. It's not to say you should be feeling the same way I'm feeling or following behind me or walking beside me in this fight. No, it's just for something for you to consider. Something that maybe will spark something in your 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 brain, your mind, on your belly. Or just something for you to think about. You don't want to hurt. And you call it mental health. Our eyes are being opened. And your heart should be opening at the same time. My thing is, everybody is all gung-ho and and passionate and got this fire in their belly about this Palestine and Israel stuff that's going on. And that's fine. That's fine. But it kills me when I see black people with all this fire and passion about this stuff. 
when we've been experiencing it for centuries. Centuries. If you don't know what century means, look it up in the dictionary. Black Americans have been dealing with stuff like this for centuries. And not to say you're supposed to just be like, well, oh, well, we've been dealing with it for centuries. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is how can this just blatantly shows that it's easy to push propaganda out there and that majority of the people are followers. And because this is what's going on right now and this is what's being pushed to us so much that this is what we got to care about. But black Americans have been dealing with this for centuries, and we're still dealing with it now. Should you choose a side? That's not for me to answer. Have I chosen a side? Yes. That side is first myself, second my people, third where I live. Point blank and period. And we being played. So, that's it. <laughs> I'm done with Amanda Seals. So, in the spirit of talking about all this politics and the current events and all this stuff that's going on in the world right now, I'll continue along with the Blackity Black Woke segment. Just a couple of interesting things I came across. California to dump millions of fruit flies into this L.A. neighborhood and surrounding areas. Let me pull up the article. I'm going to just read a snippet of it. I believe I still have the article. Um, where is it? Um, I got to be saving so much stuff for the podcast and for myself to read. I don't, uh, let me see, I'm, I may still have it. Damn, I don't think I have it no more. Damn. Let me see. Damn, I don't think I have it. Damn it. Um, It says, state agricultural officials plan to release millions of sterile male Mediterranean fruit flies into an area surrounding Lamert Park following the discovery of two wild flies in the area. So basically my point of bringing this up in the Blackity Black Woke segment was the fact that you have a state of California basically controlling nature. And this has been evident to me, it's been evident to me that this is something that not only states do, but the country does, as well as possibly the world does. War can be war can be fought on different fronts. It just ain't jumping out of planes and off of boats with guns and grenades and stuff like that. Warfare can be presented in a lot of different aspects. And this is one. If they, if a state can shell out, push out some fruit flies for whatever reason that they claim that they're doing it for, why don't you think that they can do it for 
any other reason. To harm people. And if a state is doing it, and it's fine, then you know the country is doing it. And then you know possibly other nations and continents and countries outside of the United States is doing it as well. Next. Americans now need to make $114,627 a year to afford a median-priced U.S. home an all-time high per Redfin. Like I said, it's getting crazy out here. You know, um, the interest rate is like up to 8%. Like the prices of houses monthly, monthly mortgages have gone up thousands of dollars just based off of the interest rates and stuff like that. And it's not even necessarily based off of just inflation or whatever. A lot of, a lot of, People, a lot of, I ain't gonna say people, a lot of companies, a lot of organizations, corporations are price gouging us because they can. And they'll put it under the umbrella of it being inflation. And we just sitting around just accepting it, just accepting it. The Hill. The Hill is a, um, I don't know if it's a physical magazine, but it's a it's a, a online uh, outlet, newspaper, magazine, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> they came out and said Joe Biden is our third black president. <laughs> and this came out like in early October. And, of course, it's coming out because why? Election time is about to start up. So here we go with this pandering shit right here. When the hell has Joe Biden been a black president? For one, his skin color ain't black. Two, he ain't done nothing for black people. Why? Because he appointed a a black woman judge or a fake black woman as vice president, Miss Chucks and Pearls, who is not a biological or a genealogical black woman. <laughs> I mean, is the facts are right there. It's crazy how the facts be right there, and we just don't. We one, we don't look it up. Two, it be right in front of our face, and we still won't believe it because we so indoctrinated in the shit that they sell us. Car owners are falling behind on payments at the highest rate on record. People who are 60 days past due on their loans reached the highest level since 1994. This was um, October 27th article. People struggling out here. People struggling out here. But... The administration that we have right now, it keeps selling us on job. We got all this job growth. We, you know, people are doing the best that they have been doing in years. Yeah, they have because COVID is over. The, the, the little, you know what I'm saying? The, that, that thing is over with. Damn, I wish I didn't say that word. I hope I don't get shadow banned again. But yeah, the job growth is up from when we were locked down. 
that don't mean that it was better before we was locked down. But they play on words, they play on phrases and stuff like that, and we'll believe it because, for one, people ain't doing no research. Two, people just so indoctrinated into playing sides and following behind trends of 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 who we should be following, not holding these people accountable. Justin, U.S. House passes 14.3 billion Israel emergency aid bill. And that was majority Republican that voted yay. 214 votes yay. Republican. 14, I mean 12 Democrat. Only two Republicans voted nay on this bill. And 194 Democratic voted nay for it. So it's like we got the Democrats giving all the money to Ukraine. And now that we finally have a House speaker, the Republicans want to give money to Israel. See how this shit? These Bamas are playing games. They playing games with amongst themselves and playing games with us. And we keep just we on autopilot. We just running with it. Straight running with it. We got this trillion dollar, trillions of dollar deficit going on right now. But we got all this money to give to these other nations. We got homeless people on the street in our country. Infrastructure is falling. Black Americans have been asking for reparations. But they still trying to get together a committee to look into it. But they got money to give to everybody else. They got money for wolves but can't feed the poor. Shout out to Pac. They got money for wolves but can't feed the poor. <laughs> they got money for wolves but can't feed the poor. All right, let me end the blackity black woke segment off with this last thing right here. I thought this was funny. Cup of noodles will be microwavable for the first time in 50 years thanks to new cup design. <laughs> when I saw this, Joan, I started rolling because I'm like, what? I've been putting that cup in the microwave for a minute. <laughs> so now it's, it's okay. <laughs> now they, they come up with a new design and now it's okay to put the cup in the microwave. Hey, we've been putting that cup in the microwave for years. So, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I've been done with cup of noodles and I've been done with oodles of noodles in the little plastic package. I've been done with that because them pretty much is fake ass noodles. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, have it, have it how you want it, you know, but yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the Blackity Black Woke segment. So, here we go. With my favorite, one of my favorite social media um, people, Tia Maori. She made a post recently, and it says, As you may have known, I took a trip to Spain and London, and during this significant portion of my trip, I found myself alone. Huh. <laughs> In the solitude I encountered, 
I learned to embrace stillness and welcome the quiet. I bet you did because nobody asses was around you. <laughs> this newfound peace provided me with the space to listen to my thoughts and more importantly, afforded me the opportunity to actually process them. Did you really? This trip has been transformative. And I'm looking forward to sharing more of these moments with all of you. I bet your ass is. Because all your ass do is post on social media to try to tell us something that's going on in your life since your ass been divorced. Lord have mercy. <sighs> if it ain't her, it's Jada Pinkett. When are we going to get a break? When are we going to get a damn break from their asses? But, of course, people eating it up, people processing their, their, their shit through these people, projecting and all that other stuff. So they think that the shit that they doing, that the Jada Pinkett, Tia Maury, and all these other celebrities doing is cool, that is it's healing, that is it's processing emotions and all this other bullshit whatever <laughs> god damn i'm tired of their ass <laughs> so moving on to the meat of the episode dating games the list dum dum <laughs> so a group of women on facebook created a list of places men should not take a woman to on the first date so let me zoom in a little bit so i can read this damn list here is a list of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date to. And thank you to, to the ladies who reached out to me to help me on this list. I don't know who the actual woman is that started this list, but who cares? So, number one, Cheese, Cac Ch cheese Factory, of course. Number two, Applebee's. Three, Chili's. Four, Chipotle. Five Olive Garden, six the movies, seven burp number four, burp number five, burp number six. Damn, we burp number seven. Damn, we rolling. Damn, burp number eight. Man, we is rolling. <laughs> uh, number seven, your house. Eight any fast food chain. Nine, Buffalo Wild Wings. Ten, Wingstop. Eleven, Red Lobster. Twelve, a buffet. Thirteen, IHOP. Fourteen, Denny's. Fifteen, the gym. Sixteen, church. Seventeen, Starbucks. Eighteen, coffee dates. Nineteen, ice cream dates. Twenty, family functions. Twenty-one, movie night. Netflix, Hulu, and etc. Twenty-two, somewhere that requires a long drive. Twenty-three, bowling. Twenty-four, nightclubs. Twenty-five, hookah bar. 26, a bar for just drinks. 27, Waffle House. And last, 28, sports events. That's why y'all black asses are alone and fucking single. Because it's a lot of numbers on this damn list that are great dates. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have too much. I don't have this this large think piece and all this other stuff to get through. But this shit is just stupid, and this is why I don't want to use the word because y'all know I'm a mental health advocate. So I ain't even gonna use the word. But y'all should y'all probably know what I'm thinking. What I want to call these people, like, because this is the dumbest crap ever. So I'm like, where the hell do you want to go? 
if none of these places on the list is cool, where do you want to go? And this is why I came up with the term attention ship. Because a lot of these women out here just want attention. They want to post for attention. They want to post for likes and to show that they doing something that is outside the norm. They just want attention. They don't want companionship. They don't want to be with nobody. They don't want to have affection. They don't want to get to know nobody. They don't want to have a partnership. They don't want to have nothing successful outside of it being for attention and posting on social media. Where do your ass want to go then? You made a list about the places you don't want to go. So where do you want to go then? But, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say no more because it's just like people, uh, people, people just social media, boy, social media. How times were just so much better. I, I just thank you. I just thank God that I was born when I was born so that I had the chance to experience just fun fun and happiness without stress fun and happiness without stress so it was just like man i I just don't get it i just don't (laughs) how do how do these people expect to connect with anybody like seriously like they not concerned about connecting with a person all they concerned about is they not even concerned about connecting with a person or seeing if they are compatible with a person. They just concerned about attention, it's concerned about a fancy place or a place that is considered fancy or a vacation that's considered fancy or a gift that's considered fancy. Or It's a lot of people out here that aren't happy in a quote-unquote relationship or a partnership until they get in everything that is quote-unquote good or or sexy or popular or whatever term you want to use that is dictated by social media. Because if you can't connect with a person just on... Uh, I hate to use this term right now, simple level or random level, then how do you expect to connect with a person even if you at that fancy place? And that shows you why that is just for attention. If there has to be a stipulation on where you're going for a date, then your focus isn't on connecting with a person. It's on what you can share with somebody else or how you feel that it brings value to yourself or how how it brings value to to how people outside of you look at you because if there had to be stipulations on 
stipulations of material things to be loved or have a connection, then you're always going to be seeking that from your significant other or the person you're dating or whatever. So soon as that person fall off or fall on hard times or rough times or whatever, and they can't give you that, that stuff that brings your attention anymore, or you feel that brings value to you outside of what's going on inside of you, then you're just going to hop off and run to the next person. You're going to be, you're going to be, <laughs> it's going to be over. It's going to be over. You're going to be, you're going to be judging that person because they can't give you what you want anymore or what you feel brings you value or what brings you attention and stuff like that. And that's why I never understand dudes who had money and dated women just based off of their money because you never know when you when you could lose that. It's not guaranteed. The only thing that's guaranteed is you, your physical body, your character, your personality, and how you, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the only thing that's guaranteed outside of death. <laughs> Without money, you ain't you don't come in this world with money. You don't come in this world with material possessions or what you can give to somebody else. So the only thing that is you absolutely know that you have is what you come in with. That's why I don't, I never understood why dudes who had money and stuff would want trophy wives and stuff like that. I mean, I don't understand it, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? Because the ego and pride and all that other stuff. And it's just, whew, man. Um, and it's not like you shouldn't have standards. Everybody should have standards, but are they your standards or are they social media standards? Are they your good, good girlfriend standards? Are they your auntie standards? Are your mom standards, your dad standards, your uncles, your boys? Whose standards are they? And when it comes down to it, are they just standards for external things? Are they standards for just material things? What about having a standard for a person's character and how they treat you or how they treat other people. I've said this plenty of times on this pod before. Like if if a if a woman likes you, it don't matter where y'all go. Y'all could just be chilling in the house. Whatever. Y'all could go anywhere. It don't matter. If she if she really likes you, if she really feeling you, it doesn't matter. Like even on on coming from a man's perspective, like, you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of dudes, the way we we pro we're programmed, it's about sex and stuff like that. And the visual, the visuals, you know, how she looks, how, you know what I'm saying? She how her body looks, um, how big her butt is, her breasts, and all that other stuff. And and that's why I always say, like, you know, a dude will put in work just to get some ass, you know. And 
but to really know if a dude really likes you is if he's more focused on trying to spend time with you as opposed to just having conversations about sex or your body or trying to have sex with you, you know? Because if he really likes you, then he enjoys spending time with you. And the sex and your body and the way you look and all that other stuff is just a bonus. And that's how you can that's how you can determine if a guy really likes you or not. If he's really trying to spend time with you. Granted, you know, in the pursuit of getting some ass, getting some butt, getting some sex or whatever, a dude will spend time with you, but you can still tell if he just wants you for sex or if he really enjoys being with you by his conversation, what he's focusing on with you, and et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's not, it's not a difficult thing <laughs> to... to um realize even on the other side like if a dude is really trying to figure out if a girl likes him or not like it is not really hard it's not hard at all <laughs> it's just crazy man just just date women that really like you man and you you will know like seriously oh <laughs> um, Cause if she liked you, she gonna go anywhere with you. She just trying to be around you. She just trying to be in your space. And you know, majority of women are clingy, and you know what I'm saying like to be around their man. <laughs> What's that little crap that women be saying? My man, my man, my man. Whatever the hell that is. Like, it. it I mean, it's true. Like, mm-mm-mm. I swear, the world we live in. <laughs> But that list is, you know what I'm saying, just another example why people are single. They don't understand the value of dating and what the whole purpose is of dating. That is getting to know somebody, connecting with somebody to see if they're compatible. And that's why it's a difference between how men date and how women date. Women, because of their indoctrination, how they've been programmed and stuff like that, they romanticize every dude that they messing with or whatever and thinking that's going to be their happily ever at the moment but how dudes operate we operate on the term that we trying to get to know the woman first and then we'll figure out if we want to be with her based off of getting to know her and that it comes down to her personality how she treats you how she respects you how she retreat treats and respects other people etc etc hmm and I, I still will not fall into this this narrative and this trap of this is just social media talk because it's not because this shit is coming from somewhere like most people. Social media is just like any other um, substance. It 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 gives you just like alcohol. They say when people get drunk or whatever, that's the true person and all that other stuff or the real person comes out and all that other stuff. The same way with fucking social media. Same way. People got more power behind social media with typing and stuff like that and not being in front of a person and stuff just like any other substance brings the um, true nature out. I thought this was funny right here. It says a group of men made a list of women you shouldn't take on a date. Number one, single mothers. (laughs) Two, women with tattoos. Three, women who dress like this in public. Um... There wasn't no picture with that, but I can assume what it is. 
showing all showing all the ass in cities just showing it you know what i'm saying <laughs> um number four sex workers only fans girls um strippers call girls escorts instagram models bottle girls etc number five women with <laughs> with an ig page damn <laughs> six women with non-ear piercings what <laughs> number seven women with purple hair or any other unnatural color uh eight women with whole friends nine quote-unquote models who market to men ten women who travel regularly uh 11 women who drink liquor regularly <laughs> 12 women with weak absentee fathers <laughs> damn 13 women with party voice i don't know what the hell that mean women with party voice i don't know i gotta be hip to that i don't know what that mean i think i got an idea of it but yeah uh 15 women on dating apps 16 women who have been on fresh and fit <laughs> that's the uh, podcast fresh and fit podcast uh 17 women with quote-unquote list <laughs> this making me think about the uh episode of girlfriends the list episode damn i should have took it i should have took a clip from that um 18 women who have been engaged uh 19 divorcees uh 20 american black women damn <laughs> This is all for jokes, though. This ain't as serious as the 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 one that the women made. But I ain't gonna lie, probably some niggas some niggas probably do think that this is uh believe go by this list though. <laughs> Lastly, twenty one women raised in the West. Yeah, I don't know what that means. So yeah, I thought that was funny. I thought I you know both sides, both sides, you know both sides. <laughs> damn so moving along uh i meant last episode uh back around again i mentioned tyrese and his wife so let's talk about it let's talk about it um tyrese and his wife uh let me see i got i got a clip i think it's a couple of clips from uh tyrese's wife that she did an interview she was on some podcast and she did an interview. Let me pull it up. I think it's like two or three separate clips. So bear with the um the pauses or the skips in the in the play of it. But let me see if I can find it. I got it up here somewhere. Um, where is it at? Damn, where the hell that joint at? Um, damn, I thought I had that joint. Shit. Damn, where the hell that damn clipper? I could have swore I had this joint saved. So now I'm going to have to go searching for it. Damn, I thought I had the joint saved. Oh, man. Look at me. Look at me. Damn. Let me see. Where is it at? Um, all right. Let me see. Now I'm going to have to go really search for the joint on social media. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um... Hopefully it's not too far behind from uh Damn, where is it at? Alright, let me see, let me see. Uh let me see. 
Where the hell that damn clip at? I might have to pause the show and go search for the clip and come back and shit. Damn, I don't want to do that because that's more editing for me. That's more editing for your boy. And I am not trying to do that. Oh, man. Where is that damn clip? Damn. Damn, I just knew I saved that jump. Ah, come on. Give me a break. Give me a break. Oh, man. Where is that damn clip? Damn, I just knew I saved that jump. Damn. All right, let me try let me let me try this one last way um before I have to <sighs> pause the show. Let me see. Let me see. Uh Damn, where is that joke? Damn. All right, here we go. I think that's it right here. Yes, I found it. Damn, I did not want to do that extra editing. All right, so let me uh cue this up or whatever because it already started playing in the midst of... Um, all right, let me see. I was... Let me... All right, let me see. Let me pull it, start it over. That she was thinking... Right, I would never tell... I, I've, I work with women. I would never tell a woman to walk through that in the same frame of mind I was in when I did it. And what, when you say that, but what frame of mind was that? What, what do you mean by that in particular? I was very, <clears throat> very hurt. I was very angry. And I remember like when I made like the, the decision, I was like hysterically crying mm. on the phone with my attorney. That was not wow. the person I should have been on the phone with when like, that's a whole nother conversation, but anyway. I was hysterically crying and I was not in any position to make that decision. I was extremely emotionally intoxicated. Mm-hmm. We can be intoxicated with our emotions. <laughs> I would never tell, I, I've, yeah, I work so. with women. I would never <laughs> tell a woman, I'm one, I'm very much emotionally led. I feel very strongly. I'm just that kind of person, very passionate. But um, I would never tell somebody to make that decision when they're that emotional. Hmm. But hmm. Hmm. of course, I was, <laughs> and I wasn't talking to someone that genuinely would be had your best interest for yes marriage. You know, or or for reconciliation, and that's not to, that's not no slight to my, you know, no, it's, it's the current, things. the current it's friends. Not, yeah, it has nothing. There's no slight to that. It, not the friends, but I was on the phone with my attorney. Yeah. So it, it was something that was being. But you was to talking to your friends too at that time, and that um. So at that time when I was on the phone and I made that decision, I was I was I was I was, livid. I'm one. I'm very. Um, the, the, the truth about the matter is that if I had different people in my ear at that time, I would not have made that decision. So she no. said, she admitted people. I wouldn't. She's trying to and say just attorney, but I, she already um, admitted people. I try my very best <laughs> at this point in my life to be what I didn't have in that moment. Um, Because I think that I was... 
women were like, I'm an extremely emotional person. People that know me know that about me. I'm the kind of person that like, okay, I feel so strong and I can ruminate. I can get so lost in my thoughts. I know a lot of women are like that. Like we're a lot, not all of us, right? But some of us are. Just like a lot of men can be like that, but I know women specifically. The <laughs> but we talking about you. Where they'll be like, "I'm ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to be done. I can't stand this. He don't do this. He don't do that." Blah blah. blah. Um, when you get lawyers involved, and our, you know, there was a therapist that was speaking to both me and him, a marital therapist at the time. That when I told him my decision, he was like, um, "You know, when you get lawyers involved, it gets ugly." Mm. He told me that. And, you know, I didn't even realize, I don't think I even realized how ugly it would get, you know? And uh, like I said, I could, if I could walk back in time, you know, sometimes I battle with myself about that. But at that time I thought I was doing the right thing or the best thing, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know how ugly it could get. And I know a lot of women, we make that decision and we're so hurt and angry. And then five, six months later, hmm. you're not that angry anymore. Like, oh, this kind of like still care about him. I kind of still have these feelings for him. No, now, don't say you when kinda, you get you still involved, care, you still love. And our, you know, there was a therapist <laughs> that was speaking to both me and him, a marital therapist at the time, that when I told him my decision, he was like, um, you know, when you get lawyers involved, it gets ugly. Mm. You tell me that. And Are you now in the spirit of potentially even being able to rekindle a relationship, like like rekindle that relationship is, is your spirit in that place or is, could it ever go back to that place? It's loaded because of the fact that there's been so much that's happened, you there's know, like so there's much been that you've so done. much <laughs> that's occurred. Um, okay. my daughter's father. So mm, 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 mm. I would I would say this, I would say that if we were both going to show up and we were both going to fight for it equally and sacrifice <laughs> but you equally. Oh my goodness. Like you know things that I needed. You've already and, demonstrated you know, that you that, you, you know, won't fight for perfect. it. That you will take yeah. the easy way um, out, the emotional way out. Um so I, I would I would say that if if I remember um, on the movie ATL when T.I. was pissed off at his friends and stuff like that. And his uncle had came and talked to him. And he and if you remember the movie, he didn't really get along with his uncle like that. But his uncle told him, you know, um, you know, they're just feelings. I forgot the direct quote, but he was basically he was just saying, you know, they're just feelings. You know, don't get so wrapped up into feelings in that moment because they're just feelings they're going to go away and this is Tyrese's ex-wife Samantha Lee and when I mentioned it on the last pod it was the headline was basically that you know she regretted getting divorced from Tyrese and that she was listening to the wrong people and it mentioned her friends or whatever but in this interview she ain't really mentioned her with those clips she didn't really mention her friends she just mentioned the divorce attorney and of course, the divorce attorney, he, you know, his job is to get people, give people divorces. So, you know, where the attorney's mind state is at or whatever. And 
excuse me, burp number nine, burp number 10. You know, it's just how I always be talking about your good, good girlfriends and listening to your aunties and your moms and your boys and all that other stuff. Like, these people aren't in your relationship 24-7. Not saying that they can't give you some good insight or advice in the moment or whatever, but that don't mean you have to apply it to your relationship fully. What you do is you take it in and you factor it in to everything that's going on. But a lot of times people just be just so caught up into what everybody else is saying and how it's making them look, then they'll follow behind it. And these, when I first heard these clips, I'm saying, thinking to myself, like, hey, this is what I've been talking about a lot on the podcast about how just because women are more in touch with their emotions don't mean that they are emotionally intelligent or emotionally mature. And this is a classic case of it right here. And then I started doing a little bit more digging into who she was. I wanted to see who she was. Like, if is she like a a stripper, former stripper, or um, a social media, uh, IG model, or whatever she is. She is a licensed social worker. And what made me go look it up was when she was like, I work with women. So I was like, let me see what work she does with women. And this is what I've been talking about. You have to be careful with these women and these men that are these empowerment life coaches and even some of these people who are actually in the mental health space or field because they are humans just like us not to devalue them that what they you know i'm saying the work that they put in to get to that point to get licensed or certified or their doctorate doctorate or their master's degree or whatever not to take away from that but these people are still human we have a tendency, particularly in the black community, to just follow behind somebody because they have some status or some popularity and run and take everything that they say. She's a whole licensed social worker, and she don't even know how to control her emotions in a relationship, in a partnership, in a marriage. That says a lot. To me, that says a lot. I mean, I can't speak for nobody else, but to me, that says a lot. So she's sitting here in these clips talking about how, you know, that's the, the father of her child and all that other stuff. And she was sitting there, the stuff that went on in the midst of their divorce and their separation and stuff. But now you care about that this man is your is the father of your child. But the stuff is already out there to the point where you, if once your child gets older, they could possibly see. I just, uh, it's just, this just proves more and more that, like, like just outside of the situation, just speaking on therapy and finding a therapist and all that other stuff, uh, finding a therapist, looking for a therapist and all that other stuff, you have to find somebody who's compatible with you. Like, going to therapy and working with a therapist is just like any other relationship or partnership. You have to find what's compatible for you, and the way to do that is to talk, to communicate. Is to get to know the person. Ask questions.
But yeah, she's a whole <laughs> licensed social worker. Like it literally says that in her profile on her Instagram page. LCSW, licensed social worker. Along with some other things, but yeah, that it is what it is. <laughs> so yeah. But um Tyrese has some responses to everything um since she did that interview. And my point of view, I wish she didn't respond. Because even in the midst of all that is going on, I don't remember like the things that he said, but I do remember him talking about in the midst of him going through the divorce and stuff like that. And a lot of people was just going on Tyree saying that, you know what I'm saying? He just doing what he's normally been doing, acting funny or quote unquote crazy and all that other stuff. But her doing this interview and coming out with these quotes and saying that she was influenced to get divorced and all that other stuff proved his point. And I wish he didn't come out and say anything after this. He should have just kept quiet, but I'm going to pull up, you know, the stuff that he said um, after the fact. Uh, let me find, <laughs> let me pull up those clips. I, I I believe I do have those. I think it's like two of them, two clips that, um, let me see. All right, here going one. It says, Tyree slammed Samantha Lee's claims that, quote, unquote, people in her ear made her divorce him. So, yeah. Like I always say, it's four sides to the story. Most people say it's three sides. I say it's four sides. It's, you got your two individual sides. You got the truth. And the fourth side that I say is what you can prove. <laughs> because it's a lot of stuff that can be proved, but it ain't necessarily true. And I know some people don't get that, but in the age of social media, Things can look like it's the truth, but it's not factual. But let me pull up the clip. He was thinking about, no, if you had people in your ear when you left me, those same people are in your ear three years later because the fucking lawyers are still on my back every day. Go sell this shit to somebody else. Look at every interview I've done, from Sway in the Morning, to The Breakfast Club, to everything that I've been posting and everything that I've been saying. And if you don't like me, nigga, I don't like you. I don't need none of you women in my comments saying they like me. I don't care to be liked. I got my heart broke. I was married, I was with this woman for five years. I never cheated. I got more access to pussy than most niggas I know. I was a good, man a good husband and very very focused on my family and my children and the 25 or 2600 dollars that i was giving samantha since she decided to all right it's another clip let me see what this clip. i ain't even look at this clip let me just play it let me just let me just run with it Ram, i'll always there will always be a part of me that will love him because of like what we share together um, and the child that I look at every day, like she looks like him, you know, <laughs> she looks like us, yeah. and him, like you know, it's, wow, yeah, 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 just beautiful. That is something. Are, are you now? In yeah, it says, "quote people in my ear." 
So that's what she said. People in my ear. So it just wanted the divorce attorney. The spirit of potentially even being able to rekindle a relationship like. Oh my gosh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> can we get an edit? Uh, <laughs> oh, is that a hard Jesus. question? It is. It's a. It's it's loaded because of the fact that there's been so much that's happened. You know, like there's been so much that's occurred. Um. Okay. my daughter's father so i would i would say this i would say he was your daughter's father when y'all was going through all of this so why is it different now that if we were both going to show up and we were both going to fight for it equally and sacrifice equally like you know things that i needed and you know things that you know he needed i wasn't perfect yeah your girl ain't perfect. Um, so I, I would I would say that if 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 we were both willing to fight and we were both willing to do certain things, then yes. Something about that actually makes me very happy. No, I don't know if that makes. I don't. You happy. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> no. But so if it doesn't make you happy, why are you saying it? Lord have mercy, man. You can't get like one minute you trying to show that you you. you 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 showing some accountability, but now you but I mean like come on now figure it out what the hell? I'm just saying like if it's if it's it's my child like you know no one wants a broken family no no one that's that. exactly that's she's trying to hide it now behind the their child together just say that you made a mistake you effed up and you want him back just say that but. It'll be too difficult for her to say that and then be rejected. So she have to hide it behind. I don't want a broken family. But it is for me. Yeah, like if it was something that it was like it was if it was a situation, you have to hear me, sir. Excuse me. You have to hear me all the way. <laughs> you have to hear me all the way. Okay, okay, I'm listening. All right, I'm, let me move on to the next Tyrese clip because she's just playing around. All right, let me let me pull up the other clip. There's another clip of the. All right, here you go right here. I don't know if it's the same thing he said or not. You've hired three law firms trying to fucking suck me dry. I'm approaching a million dollars in legal fees, and we had a prenup. You already tried to ask me to come back. You already tried to reconcile. I told you I was in a relationship. Everything about the way you left me was heartless. It was evil. You never considered me, your marriage, and let alone your innocent one-year-old child. She had to celebrate her second birthday apart. So if you had people in your ear at the time, they must be still in your ear because you're still trying to get $20,000 a month for a five-year-old you make $160,000 a year on your own. This is all a game. You're clout chasing, playing on single mothers and their emotions, playing on women that are actually in abusive relationships and fucked up marriages that are. See, I don't know all the details of their relationship, but I'm going to just piggyback off of what he just said. And this is what I'm talking about with the with the empowerment people, with these with shoot. Some of these therapists out here, male and female, some of these life coaches, empowerment people, influencers, and all that other stuff, they play off of people's emotions and stuff. Because they know it's people out here 
that's just like them that has suffered some sort of relationship trauma, got daddy issues, mommy issues, whatever, have gone through some similar situation. They play off of that in order to get, they basically pulling y'all energy from y'all in order to fuel them to keep going or, or stay in that mindset of toxic crap and negative shit. But um yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um so this situation, man, this one is I, <laughs> so Joe Smith. Joe Smith was a former uh NBA player. He also played uh college basketball for the Maryland Serpents. So since I live in Maryland, I, I definitely know who he is or whatever. And I think he played for the Wizards at one point. I think for like a season or something like that. But he found out that his wife had an OnlyFans page. And that she created it and been using it, making videos, posting pictures or whatever behind his back. So it's a video um, of him. She was actually recording why he doing his reaction of it so let me see if i can find that video i think i have that one i think i had that video um and what's interesting is like because social media is social media you don't know when people pandering when they being for real if it's like a real situation or whatever like for all for all i know for all we know this could have been them marketing her only fans page by clout chasing you know what i'm saying but here go the video right here. This is the reaction. Former NBA player Joe Smith is not happy that his wife has an OnlyFans page. I can't believe I'm sitting here just finding out you got an OnlyFans page. Out of all these years, you know, the disrespect that comes with it, that you couldn't even talk to me before you did it. That's bullshit, you That's fucked up, Keith. And the reason why I feel like it's pro. It could be pandering or clout chasing or whatever, because in the midst of her recording, she's sitting down and he's standing up like on the other side of the room. And he's not even looking at her while he's saying the things that he's saying. He's looking in a totally different direction. So that's why I feel like it's probably like some pandering shit, clout chasing shit and probably advertising her OnlyFans page with some quote unquote fake controversy. But I'll keep playing the video. I'm telling you, that's fucked up. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Calm, but you're not going to say fuck me or that's fucked up. It's not what fucked up. Recording me? What the fuck you doing? Listen, it's not fucked up. And we're going to. Up. Okay, look. So I have an OnlyFans page. And he's mad because he's just now finding out about it. Of course I'm mad. But I'm not doing it with anybody but myself, so why should I have to tell it. you my it choice, my body, my body, my fucking choice? Joe, I've been talking to you about mad things. I've been asking for solutions to shit. You're not giving me none, so I created one. That's no solution. Not in my book. That's no you solution. Knew, you knew who the fuck I was when you met me. Before. Before. Before, before, yeah, man, before, yeah, I and that. I thought that I would never have to go Man, back to anything like this again. Unfortunately, that's not the case right now. After that, everything's supposed to change. 
everything did change. No, 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 no. Obviously everything. it hasn't. No, it had to, I had obviously to do something. Hasn't. You stood out there showing your body. You stood out there doing stuff like this on camera. You act like that's the only thing that I do. I have mad jobs, but they're not facilitating everything that needs to be done. So I got something extra. Only fans be breaking me off. What the Man, fuck? Come on, Keisha, whatever. It don't matter what they breaking you off. It's the disrespect that comes with it. What you disrespect? You couldn't come and talk to me about it. Okay, well, we're talking about it now. Can I have so... to find out on the fly? All right, then. But now, okay. No, so, wait. I had to find out on the fly. So now you know. Yeah, now I know. Okay. And so? Total disrespect, man. Like, fellas, if a woman can easily disrespect you like this, man, it's just, can't, you can't be with her, man. You just can't. Whether this is real fake, I mean, it is what it is, but can't be with no woman that disrespects you like this. And... Just based off of the conversation that they're having or whatever, if this all is true or not or whatever, like, there's a couple of things. Um, this is what I was already talking about with soon as you can't provide for that woman materialistically and all that other stuff, the way that you got her and all that, then it's going to be a problem. And the women will resort to stuff like this. Also... You knew who she was when you met her, bruh. Like, she's a whole, she was a whole porn star. Porn star. Like, she got bodies on top of bodies on top of bodies. Porn star. And this is where men, particularly black men, we got to be careful and stop leading with our, you know what? You know what I'm saying? And this is what gets us in a lot of trouble because, we, for one, our culture is already overly sexualized as it is. And black men in our culture tend to lead and make decisions based off of being overly sexualized. There's no way in hell I'm making a porn star my wife, bruh. Porn star, stripper, whatever. Especially if I knew beforehand, it'd be different if you didn't know. And then you find out later on and you make your decision after that not to be with her. But if you knew beforehand, in our culture, black men, we have to be sexually disciplined. Because of how overly sexualized our culture is when it comes to the music, videos, all that other stuff. Like, it's crazy. It's it's crazy how overly sexualized our culture is. You can see it now with, with all the, the women rappers out here and stuff like that. I mean, it ain't nothing new, but now it's mainstream. Back then, when when I was coming up, yeah, stuff was still hip-hop, rap, music, all that other stuff was overly sexualized. But it wasn't mainstream. Now it's mainstream. It's pop culture. But this man married a whole porn star, bro. A whole porn star. 
and he's wondering why this is the first thing that she's reverting to when times are getting rough. It makes total sense to me because that's, that's all she knows. That's how she knows how to make money. She got 50 film credits, 50 film credits. She even said in the midst of disrespecting this man in that video, quote, you knew who I was when you met me. <laughs> and this is why you got to figure out these women that you messing with if they really like you, because the moment you fall on hard times, is she going to be there to support you or is she going to revert back to doing what she did when she met you or is she going to find other ways to get what she want? What does she want? Does she want you or does she want the things that you're doing for her? And this is why black men already have a hard time right now, you know, because we always feel like we're a commodity, that we don't matter. That we aren't worthy of love or whatever because we always have to provide and protect. That's all you hear. That bullshit. That bullshit cliche statement. Provide and protect. We can't be humans. We commodities. We supposed to, we supposed to be robots. We supposed to just provide and protect. And that's it. Burp number 11. But... This just shows that res- how how important respect is in in a relationship or a partnership. <laughs> yeah, one thing that a lot of black men do talk about and they feel is that you know they aren't really loved. That you know if they 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 only love unless they're providing something or you know. I mean, it's just simple as that, you know. That's the only way we can get love is if we providing something. <laughs> soon as that, soon as we can't provide something, then here comes an attitude, or they go seeking it out from somebody else, or they giving you the cold shoulder, or they if they not getting the things that they want, if, you know it. It's never about is is never. It's just never about anything else other than what we can provide. <laughs> uh, you know, that's why a lot of black men are scared of commitment. They are scared of commitment and terrified of, of getting into a marriage and realizing that they're with the wrong, you know, that they're with the wrong woman. And then they're going to have to suffer on different levels. And. The average black man ain't a millionaire or a billionaire. So if that divorce does happen, then it's going to set him back and and just be like, damn. Um, like I know this dude, and I'm not going to say who he is to me, even though he, he talks about it openly, but I still think that's for him to, you know, to say if, if he was ever on my podcast. But... I know a lot of dudes that have been uh that are have gone through a divorce, but this one in particular, he told me how it took him three years to get back on his feet. And, you know, when he got divorced or whatever, um, you know, he lost the house and all that other stuff. And one of the things he said was that 
his ex-wife was like, yeah, I want I want the house and all this other stuff. Or or we are splitting the house. The one we got to sell the house. We splitting it because I don't want you to have that. I don't want you to have your new woman in the house and all that other stuff. So it's this emotional immaturity, this emotional uh, lack of emotional intelligence that's going on, that's fueling all this fire or whatever. Like these emotions that people can't control their emotions and stuff like that. And that's why a lot of men are scared of that commitment of getting married and stuff like that because they they're fearful of marrying the wrong woman and then suffering after soon as things don't go the woman's way or whatever it's it's sad but i mean it's 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 the truth and it's something that a lot of uh women don't want to realize or be accountable for or acknowledge and accept that you know i'm saying that they act this way or that they've been programmed to look at things this way or to react in that way, you know, it's, it's sad. But here go a clip that kind of speaks to the situation right here. Uh, this is my first time actually listening to the clip fully, fully. So here we go. A lot of men think that when they wife us or when they make give us what we want, right, the commitment that we're going to switch up on them and become like not be this, not be their girlfriend. Because when you're the girlfriend, you're sexy, you're fun. Right, and because you have a goal, right? And so, once you reach that goal, <laughs> it's like I can just be I me. I can fart, so I can shit with the door open now. So are we are we full of shit when we're girlfriends? Are we being we're being fake? We're then, not, right? We're still we're not we're not showing our true self. Okay. Because the Ooh. thing about life is, uh, when you when you get the goal, right? To you say, okay, I want to be an actress. You go out here to L.A., you get all these headshots done, you put all the work in, you just do the work. Mm-hmm. Then once you start to get the jobs, it's like, hmm, okay, yeah, you may show up late to work now. Mm-hmm. You, but in the beginning, you were going to be on time. And that's how it is re- re- relative to relationships, is that you, it's a goal there. Damn. These are women that are saying this. It's a goal. So it's like a lot of... Is, is manipulative in a lot of ways getting that having that goal of marriage or having a kid or living together and all that other stuff and you have to be a certain type of dude to understand and and see these things and have you know what i'm saying have a and have that foresight to, to understand who who you with or what's being displayed to you and if it's genuine or if it's to get something in return from you and stuff like that it it it's sad and personally like i know it to be true personally i know it to be true um like the marrying marrying somebody because you don't want to be homeless or you ain't got nowhere to go and stuff like that and all that other stuff and it's just it's deep because it was like it's like you wouldn't think that I'm sh- kind of shocked even with the clip or whatever that is actually being admitted by <laughs> a woman, you know, women saying this or whatever. And this is why I say that, you know, there are different approaches to dating according to men and women. And what I what I find interesting is I was thinking about this the past couple of weeks um just in the midst of putting stuff together for this episode is that you know 
a lot of a lot of people, particularly women, they don't see anything. Their vision doesn't take them beyond anything other than marriage, that goal of marriage. So they get marriage and then they don't see anything after that or they don't envision anything after that, that the relationship pretty much, the relationship, the partnership, the goal of working together, being in a committed relationship, working together and all that other stuff stops after they reach that goal because that's the only thing that's been sold to them. That's the only thing they've been indoctrinated into understanding. Like when you, when they've watched these Disney movies and got gotten older and watched these romantic and love movies, all they see is you meet a person, you're having a good time, then there might be a little breakup in between or you have a little arguments or whatever then y'all get back together or y'all still together and y'all having the arguments or whatever y'all work it out and then y'all have a happily ever at the ending and then the movie ends the story ends after that there's nothing else told or sold to them after that is is it's just like any other system that's put in place, any other system that's sold to 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 us as or to society that you know. Um, the benefits of a relationship or partnership or a marriage to a woman, how it's sold as opposed to how it's sold to a man or whatever, because usually, what's sold is that happily ever at the ending but not what should be done once you have that happy ending, once you get to that final goal. And the only thing you hear next is real life stuff, people getting divorced, child support, alimony, and all that other stuff. <laughs> like, from what the video is telling us is that, you know, I'm going to give you a pleasant experience because I have a hidden agenda attached to it. I'm seeking something from this. My goal is to have a child, us to live together, us to show social media we together or get married but there aren't really any <laughs> there aren't really any there aren't really any I'm trying to find the right word there aren't really any advantages for the man or there isn't really any I'll leave it at that advantages for the man in the in the end I don't know <laughs> it's like you can get so deep into it it's just I don't it's just crazy mm, mm, mm. <laughs> all right moving on to this next clip all right here we go right here
This next clip is from uh, Little Rail. He was on a podcast doing an interview, and I thought this clip was interesting that it kind of lined up with everything that's being talked about so far. So here we go. When you're in the second half of your life, you have to start making, when it comes to relationships, it's a, it's a very, very real decision you got to make. I know with me, and I could be honest, it is what it is. I feel like, and I discovered that I was still keeping one foot in and one foot out. And so, like, me and Danella had a rough patch recently because I felt like something was fighting me and vice versa. Right. She almost felt like breaking up with me. And I understood. And then I was kind of okay with it, like, because I'm like, am I still for the streets? Oh. You know, I, I couldn't wait to go to therapy and talk about it, and I did. And it was like, all right, the reason why I'm doing it is a part of my wall. It's this thing I created to protect myself. Like, going through divorce was so hurtful. And I felt like a failure. And as I was rebuilding myself, what made me function was the player shit. Hmm. So once I took on that shit, you know, which is why I didn't have any girlfriends for a long time. April know me a long time. I mean, <laughs> I had girls I liked, hmm. but I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't fully be with them because I didn't want to be hurt again. Hmm. Hmm. And so I created this thing where it was always, but I right, didn't leave. I don't give a shit. Cool. You want to break? Go ahead. I'm not adjusting anything. But then when you meet somebody that deserves all of you, you got to take the risk. I'll start off from the last part of it. Um, I thought it was interesting when he was like, and I hear it, I see this, I hear it and I see it a lot on social media. If a person deserves all of you, then give it to them. But one of the, one of the things that I've learned and not, not to necessarily say that um, I believe everybody does it, but I believe everybody deserves all of you. Because you should be, when you go into a relationship, partnership, dating, whatever, you should be all of you, period. You should be all of you. But just piggybacking off of the beginning of the, the clip or whatever, I get when he says most people have one foot in and one foot out. Because he said vice versa. Because I believe that's what it is. A lot of people, man and woman, be in the same relationship and be having one foot in and one foot out. And, yeah, it's a it's a defense mechanism. You're trying to protect yourself because of past experiences or things that have been projected on you or conversations you've had or things you've seen with your good, good girlfriends or your boys, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it's a lot of people out here, one foot in, one foot out. And like from personal experiences, like um, being in relationships and not telling them you love the person you're in a relationship with and y'all not even telling each other y'all love each other. And, you know, from your your point of view, you're not doing it because you're trying to protect yourself. So pretty much the other person is doing it because they not doing it because they trying to protect themselves and stuff like that. And it's just. Like, how are you really going to know if y'all supposed to really be together, be compatible, make things work and all this other stuff, and y'all not even giving y'all all to each other? But it all comes down, like, even piggybacking off of the last clip, you know, because people not getting the things that they want, then they holding back. Or they, you know, and the things that they want is not necessarily what they truly want. 
because they got what they want. They got the person that they want, the person that they love, the person that they in love with. But because it's not what society says or what social media says or what their friend says or what their parents says or what their family and all that other stuff says, then they shouldn't be giving their all. So then you're going to be in this continuous cycle of just going through the motions on autopilot or as my mentor says, y'all going through y'all seasons. <laughs> y'all seasons where y'all up, the seasons when y'all down, the seasons where y'all off, and whatever, you know. And that's unfortunate. But it was something else in the clip that I wanted to um, really focus on. I'm going to have to play the clip again to, to, um, to see what it is. So let me play the clip again and see. When you're in the second half of your life, you have to start making, when it comes to relationships. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't, it, it shouldn't be in the second half of your life. It should be period. And one of the things that, like, social media really focuses on is that you go out here, date all these people while you're young and all that other stuff. And, you know what I'm saying, just have all these experiences or whatever, but. One of the things that I definitely have learned is you can't give yourself to everybody. And I know that's kind of contradictory as far as me saying that when you're dating somebody, you give all of them. But I think there's a difference. You, When I'm saying give yourself, when give all of yourself to a person, I don't mean just go ahead and do everything for them or whatever. What I'm saying is be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. If you're just an outgoing person and you're just genuinely a person that likes to do things, you know what I'm saying, for people and not looking for it in return and all that other stuff, be that person. Be yourself. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have boundaries. That's what I'm saying. And you shouldn't wait to the second half of your life to stop implementing boundaries in place. You know? But I do get the fact that in the second half of your life, you probably ain't, you probably won't learn about boundaries or putting boundaries in place until then. So I get that. But what I'm saying is just be yourself. Be yourself. And I think that being by being yourself, that absolutely helps you recognize if you're compatible or if you actually fully connect with a person or not. Because by being yourself fully, then you'll get to see how a person reacts to your genuine self. And if it doesn't mesh, then you can move on. But if you're trying to navigate every possible way in that dating phase with a person or in a relationship, then you're trying to pick and choose and control each and every moment or how you act based off of how that person is going to react. And so you holding back on who you genuinely are, authentically are. And then you're just playing, you're people pleasing. You're people pleasing and you're in a state of, of fear and anxiety where you can't even truly be who you know yourself to be. Because you don't want to set that person off 
or you don't want to make them mad or you don't want to to feel that hypervigilance, you know, of wondering if, if they're mad at you because you said something or did something and all that other stuff, that, that, that ain't, that ain't cool. And that's speaking from personal experience. Like I, it's been plenty of times where I've had, I've been hypervigilant. I've had this anxiety and was wondering, oh, damn, I said this, are they mad? I haven't heard from them for, you know what I'm saying? In a couple of minutes or an hour or something like that. And they probably could have just been at their job working or sleep, taking a nap or whatever. But I'm so hypervigilant in that moment because of what I've gone through as a child and all that other stuff that every moment that reminds me of that has me in that space. So then I'm sitting here trying to overcompensate or people please in that moment to try to figure out and make sure that that person isn't mad at me. And nobody shouldn't have to live like that. And then a lot of people will take advantage of that. A lot of people, who they will know that and they will purposely be mad at you or give you the silent treatment or give you the cold shoulder. And I'm speaking from experience on both ends. I've done both. I've done it and I felt it. You know what I'm saying? I've had people do it to me and I've done it to people. So I know that is is, is true. But yeah. Man, we coming across the two-hour moment, and I ain't even close to finish. Is this going to be a two-parter? This might be a two-parter. Oh, man. Dang, I don't want this to be no two-parter. Let me see where I'm at right now. Um, I'm going to see if I can get through. I'm going to see. All right, let me let me, let me me hurry up and move on. I don't want to, like, rush the, the show, but let me, let, me, uh, let me just move on to the next topic. Topic. Uh all right. So here here's an interesting situation I came across. <laughs> it was a little um story, a dating story experience. All right, here we go. All right, let me pull it up. All right, here we go. Am I wrong for this? Anytime I tell this story, no one ever agrees with me. But I swear when I think about it, I'm right. So when I first moved to Atlanta, I didn't know anybody. And I joined Bumble and matched with this guy, right? We had been talking, I think, for like two or three weeks. And I got a good vibe. So anyway, I had asked him if he knew any handy people. Because I had a lot of, like, furniture coming into my apartment. And I needed help putting it together. Although I did not know him well enough, I trusted him enough to come to my apartment. Now, in hindsight, that was probably a bad idea. But it is what I did. So before he came to my apartment, I had a conversation with him about payment because I didn't want for him to come and I didn't like him. And then he felt like he got got. So we talked about payment and I told him I'd give him a certain amount for him putting together like two pieces of furniture. Well, he put together a bed and a desk. So I don't remember exactly how much we agreed on, but I did say I was going to sell him the money. So when he came over, he came over like early this Saturday morning and he ended up like starting right away. He was definitely somebody that I could see myself talking to in the long haul. So it was cool. Like he was putting this, we were getting to know each other. We we're talking about family. We we're talking about life, all this kind of stuff. So around lunchtime, I ordered us something to eat. And as we were eating, we were like really talking, right? It was good. So when he was done, he kind of like chilled for like another couple of hours just to like rest. And we were really vibing and he was like, I would really like to see you again. And I was like, cool. 
So when he's ready to go, we go outside and he gives me a hug. And then he was like, okay, so I'm going to text you my Zelle information so you can send the payment. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay. So in the moment, I was just a little shocked, but I didn't like let it on. I was just like, okay, just text it to me. So the next day I sent the Zelle payment and I was just like, oh, thank you for coming over. I really appreciate it. And then I didn't say anything else. And he was texting me and I did not respond. And he wasn't used to that because obviously we have been like texting all day long, you know, talking throughout the day. Mm. It was good <laughs> at that time. But then I just decided that the fact of him asking me for money after like we had a good day. And I, I do understand that we agreed upon it, but I just thought it would be different since we were going to start dating. So finally he asked me like what's up and I was just like honestly I know we did decided that I would pay you for that but I really thought it was tacky that you actually asked me for the money afterwards and and you took it. So I did end up cutting it off and we didn't talk again but when I told my cousin about it she was like you guys agreed on it like I don't understand what 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 the problem was. And honestly like if I'm going to date you and you know you put together some furniture for me you're going to charge me? I don't know like what do you guys think? Am I wrong for this? Anytime I tell this story, no one ever agrees with me. Yeah, your ass was wrong. Y'all wasn't dating when he came over and, and put the furniture together. So she already made this. She already made plans already. She made plans already without even selling him or whatever. So this is what a this is what happens with with with, with some women. They this is why I say with this romanticizing and stuff like that, making coming up with these visions and these things or whatever already and don't even involve in the other person. So she was dead wrong for this. You already agreed to pay this man. And you did it on the stipulate. You you basically you disguised the fact that you wanted to, to see if if this was a potential person that you would want to date. And you got and you disguised it behind him putting furniture in that you would pay him for it. So one, you you already had this man in your house. Two, you already saw that you was vibing with him or whatever. So then you determined the fact without him knowing that, okay, cool, this is somebody that I would want to date. So now you came up in your mind that you shouldn't pay him after y'all already agreed that he would get paid for it. So then once he was looking for the money. Then you already made the decision for him and assumed that he actually wanted to date you further. Or, you know what I'm saying? This is just this is delusional crap. This is this is why guys don't want to deal with the bullshit. <laughs> she was dead wrong. Dead wrong. You agreed to pay this bama. You agreed to pay him. Only with the thought of if I didn't like him. So he was only going to get paid if you didn't like him. So now that you liked him, that you wanted to go further, that he shouldn't get paid after he did a service for you. So this is what what I was talking about with a a man doesn't matter unless he provides shit. So now he now he don't matter because you're not getting what you want. <laughs> this is bruh, you can't make this you can't make this up. You can't make this up. All right. Let me move on. <laughs> Dating games, bro. Dating games. What is other this other clip at? Cause this one is is even more ludicrous. All right, here we go. Let me pull this one up. Here we go. Due to the fact that men make my ass itch, I have decided that I am single, celibate, 
and no longer willing to date anyone. However, if you insist on taking me on a date, there will be a $500 fee. That $500 fee can be paid through Zelle, Cash App, or Apple Pay. I'll send you my phone number and you can send the motherfucking funds. Then we can discuss an arrangement. However, if you decide that you're going to text me or call me before you send the motherfucking funds, you will be blocked. A daily reminder that you're the baddest bitch. And bruh. Like I, I'm not the one to be talking about people and all this other stuff. But the, 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 the woman who was just saying that she, she requires a five hundred dollar. This is, bruh, <laughs> you'll be lucky if I take you to cheese fact, cheesecake factory the way that she looked. But that doesn't need to heal there. But this is just an example. These are just examples of, you know, what I'm saying of what's going on out here and, and the delusions. And how society and social media got these women thinking. But I'm gonna move along. And you know what I'm saying? Ain't too much to say say with all of that. <laughs> but yeah. Let me move on to this next clip. Here we go right here. In a committed relationship, the slightest inconvenience, rough patch, or problem isn't a license to cheat cut someone off or treat them like dirt because you're mad at them. If anyone convinced you that relationships are supposed to be stress-free and problem-free, oh, they lied to you. Because they're made up of two imperfect people, you and them. Facts. I'm not advocating for anyone to expect bad things or bad days, right. but be mentally prepared for them. And a right. lot of people aren't even prepared to accept that bad days will come or even weather those storms. If you're ever dealing with someone like that, then you're going to have to accept that they're always going to have one foot, foot in, one in, foot out. And, foot and that's out. not a person you want to build anything with. But this, this is what, like, he said a key thing in that clip. Two imperfect people. Like, the fact that you think that somebody's supposed to come into your life and make it sunshine rainbows and butterflies 24 7 is 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 asinine for the simple fact that you living by yourself before this person came in your life that it wasn't sunshine rainbows and butterflies people have ups and downs and this is this is where we piggybacking all the way to the beginning of the episode with the mental health and mental illness topic. Everybody has some sort of mental illness, have experienced some sort of mental trauma. Emotional trauma, emotional illness. You have to understand this just by your day-to-day -day life. And if you think that somebody's supposed to come into your life and make it perfect and expect that from them 24-7, that is an emotional and mental illness. That is an indicator of an emotional and mental illness. That is a symptom of emotional and mental illness. And I'm speaking from experience. You aren't perfect. Your life wasn't perfect before that person came into your life. So why do you think that this person is supposed to come into your life perfect and make it perfect? 
That was a good clip. I'm going to save that one because I know I'm going to use it again. But I came across this post. It goes right along with the um, with that, that video. They're not associated, but it's the same damn thing. It says, as soon as someone starts talking about anything serious or educational, y'all get bored. Okay, keep chasing that initial spark. They used to people just wanting to F, have sex, and do anything that'll take their minds off commitment in the real world. More like a vacation than a relationship. Y'all want relationships and dating to be 100% fun 24-7. And that's why you always with someone new every three to seven months. And that's, and that's the problem right there. Social media. That's why I always say social media has effed up relationships. And even outside of social media. Because it just ain't social media. Even before social media. Y'all good, good girlfriends. Your aunties, your moms, your boys, your dad and uncles always got y'all in this projecting this shit onto you and got y'all thinking that relationships are supposed to be a vacation. That you supposed to be having fun every tw- every 24-7, all the damn time. That y'all not going to have any type of disagreement, difference of opinion, uh, argument or whatever. I'm not saying that a person's supposed to be beating on you and treating you like crap and disrespecting you. But this is the real world. If your other relationships in your life, work relationships, family relationships, friend relationships have these difficulties, then your romantic relationship or partnership is going to be the same way. That's just this is just what it's supposed to be. All right, let me move on to the next clip. <sighs> Start closing this out because I'm getting hungry and I definitely got to go to the bathroom because I was pre-gaming pretty nicely. All right, but here we go. So do you ladies feel like women are seriously ready for emotionally intelligent men? Kitty, <laughs> Kitty, what do you think? Okay, let's talk about what emotional intelligence comes with before we even get into this conversation, okay? We're talking about you wanting a man who is tolerant, who regulates his emotions, yes. who also knows how to manage your emotions. Mm-hmm. But you're also talking about a man who knows how to navigate his sensitivities and everything else when it comes to that. Mm. But you have to consider that an emotionally intelligent man is good at cutting people off when he sees that your sensitivities bring too much reactivity. When he sees that you cannot regulate your emotions. When he sees... And I'll just speak from experience. Before I started going to therapy, and even in the early stages of therapy, but in my later stages of therapy and actually doing more of the work and having growth within myself or whatever, you know, dealing with the depression, anxiety, and the rejection and abandonment, issues that I had and stuff like that you know I would have allowed things that I shouldn't have allowed people treating me a certain type of way in and out of my life and stuff like that and the past couple of years and dealing with it on in a, a much more extreme level and and I think that was by design no I don't think I know it was by design because it was getting me to the point of 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 telling me now is the time you got to be serious about the growth. So now I don't accept certain crap. Like, you mad? Be mad. I'll let you be mad over there by yourself and all that other stuff. 
I'm not going to be chasing behind nobody and all that other stuff. You're not going to manipulate me or or push me into a situation that there hasn't even been a conversation about, et cetera, et cetera. Like, this comes with, am I 100% there? No, I'm not. But I'm 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 moving there. I'm walking there. I'm I'm getting there. And that's the thing about being emotionally intelligent, emotionally mature from a man's perspective and and even from a woman's perspective, knowing that a, you have to understand who you're dealing with. You have to actually have conversations with the person. You can't be immature. You can't, you know what I'm saying? try to ma- manipulate and all that other stuff it can't just be one-sided you have to ha- you have to ha- have accountability on both sides there has to be some form of of verbal accountability as well as physical accountability you know you have a low tolerance this type of man that you are asking for is a man who will walk you out the door in a heartbeat if he feels like you are disrupting his <laughs> if he feels like there's okay. any level of disrespect because hey, there's a lot that no comes with emotional like intelligence hey. so if you asking for that you got to come with the hey. same level of emotional <laughs> intelligence as well exactly. okay that com- the things that you're asking for you have to be bringing the same things to the table. We talk about this table all the time. What you bring to the table, whatever. You got to be bringing the same thing to the table that the other person is bringing to the table. But you can't be expecting a person. And this is what comes with with the narrative on social media and even in with our culture, the black you know, the black community, black culture, whatever. The man has to come always 100% fully ready and and suited for the relationship or partnership but the woman get to do act and react and and be whatever the hell she want to be because that's what's just blasted all over the tv and on the phones and all that other stuff with a number of factors so if you are a woman who knows that even though you may be sensitive to certain things like criticism, rejection, because you're not always going to be accepted. Sometimes he's going to bounce back, and sometimes he's going to say, I don't agree with your opinion. Sometimes he's going to say, I don't like those thoughts. Sometimes he's going to say, I don't like the way you speak to me. If you're not ready for that, don't be asking for it. People be making some of the most trivial, dumbest crap deal breakers or quote-unquote red flags in a relationship because their asses don't want to work they don't want to take accountability etc etc whatever social media telling y'all to do this day or this week (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness bro all right let me move on to the next clip let me move on to the next clip Stop focusing so much on their potential to the point where you miss all the potential red flags. Yes, it's important to see the best in someone. Yes, it's important to acknowledge their capacity to grow. But it's also important to look at this stuff from a balanced perspective. When you become so enamored with someone's potential, that means that you're believing more in who you want them to be rather than who they actually are. See, one of the things I have a problem with with this whole discussion about potential, the potential has to be real if you can see it. So there is something there if you see the potential. But I think this conversation with this seeing the potential and accepting the potential and seeing what's truly there and all that other stuff, 
the potential is real and truly there if you see it. Somebody can't just show you something that isn't real. Like, I, I do get that there's people out here that play a role and con artists or whatever, but you should be at a point where you should know what's real and what's not real in that aspect. But when we actually speak about potential and the actual word potential and what it really means, that is something that is real because you see it. You actually get a feeling from that potential. That that potential from the other person actually gives you some type of internal feeling. So that's why I have a problem with this conversation or whatever. The potential is always real. But I think the question that needs to be asked when it comes to the potential that you see and feel from a person is, are they actually investing in that potential? Are they cultivating that potential are they putting any work in that potential if you only see and feel the potential from the person and they don't see it or they don't believe it in themselves then that's another then that's when you need to take the conversation further with yourself am i going to sit here and wait till they figure out their potential or believe in their potential or am I going to invest all of my energy into making them or helping them see and believe in their potential? That's, the potential is real. But does that person actually see, feel, and believe in their potential? Or are you putting over exerting yourself, over investing yourself to the point where you're not investing in your own potential? then that comes up that becomes a problem healthy relationships require a realistic assessment of a person's potential and their current actions so you want to be more proactive in your dating experiences rather than reactive and the way that you do that is by being real with yourself a strong sustainable relationship requires so much more than just the hope that they'll change or the hope that they'll grow into who you want them to be being able to realistically mm -hmm. assess something is and that's why I say if that person doesn't even see, feel, or believe in their own potential, then you're sitting there waiting and hoping and praying and probably investing into them, overexerting yourself, and they don't even care about it or whatever. You know, they don't even care. Then that's a problem. But the potential is real. So never... Because and and that's the thing right there. When when these potential conversations come out, it's always focused on a man and his potential. But it's always one. It's always a one sided conversation. It's never no situation where because everybody has potential, man and woman. Burp number eleven. All of us have potential. All of us have potential, but. It always seems to be a one-sided conversation and a quote-unquote red flag when the man has potential. And that's it. Actually really, really important in life. The same way that you go to the store and you assess the fruits that you're going to bring home and you assess the vegetables that you're going to bring home, you got to do the same thing with people. See, and I hate when people use examples like this. 
Like you can't compare an actual human being to a vegetable. Those are two different things. A vegetable is cultivated in a different way as opposed to a person. An actual human person actually goes through a lot more than a fucking vegetable. A vegetable, it, you got a seed, you put it in the ground, you know, yeah, the environment has to be right. The, like the generalities of the the whole concept of, of growth with a human being and a vegetable or fruit are technically the same. But they're totally different factors when it comes to how that growth is happens or it is realized. We can't we got to stop using these type of examples like I'm thinking like and I'm going off topic a little bit. Even when you talk about this, this vegan stuff or whatever, and, and you hear all these vegans, well, like perfect example, gorillas, they they fully vegan. They stronger than they they ten times stronger than the human being and they, they just eat vegetables and all this other stuff. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, gorillas have different genetics than human beings. Yeah, is it similar? Yeah, we have technically some some similar genetic markers that that makes us look the same, act the same, certain features. But the totality of the genetics, it's totally different. It is not about, oh, well, this person is bad or evil or passing like this really harsh judgment on them. It's seeing it for what it actually is. So if you want a healthy relationship in a chaotic world, there is no being passive about the people that you pick. There is no, oh, well, this person just has all their potential and then there's nothing else to show for it. You will know them by their fruit. What are they producing? And that's the only what, thing that is and sustainable that, and that's the only thing that you can And that's can basically what I was saying. Like, when it comes down to it, it's fine for a person to have potential. Everybody has potential. But just because they aren't, producing that potential in the way that you want them to produce it doesn't mean it's a bad thing it becomes a bad thing when you're more invested in their potential than they are and there's some 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 context even in that like i said if they don't even believe in their potential see their potential feel their potential invest in their potential then that's a that's the ultimate red flag right there but if they under, if they see feel believe in their potential then they're probably actively working on it to some degree but where you come in is you support them in that you help them if they ask and all that other stuff but that doesn't mean a lot of people get into these relationships and partnerships and just solely focus on their partner and what they're doing and what they're not doing as opposed to investing into themselves. And that's where a lot of these relationships and these partnerships fall down the wayside. And it usually is coming from the woman's side because she has to make sure that she presents her relationship in a certain way. And if her man isn't making a certain amount of money or doing this for her or buying this for her or taking her this place and all that other stuff, then it's a problem because 
the the attention ship start running around. <laughs> Moving on. There's a book called The Unicorn Delusion, and it's really good for women. Mm. Um, and it actually says, it's from a man, he's the, the author. He says that women are delusional because they think that their looks, vagina, and personality is special to men, but that's really not what keeps you. That may attract mm. you, but that's not what keeps you. Right. Yeah. And that is what shifted my dating as well, because I used to be one of those people like, oh, I'm so pretty, but like so many other women are more beautiful than me. What is going to mm. make me stand out to a guy? Yeah. How I talk to him, communicate, mm. how I make him feel, my character. Huh. See what she said at the end? How she makes him feel, her character, and all that other stuff. People just so focused on the wrong things. And, hey, social media and society, bro. I mean, I ain't even got to go through much into that. I'll just move on to the next clip. <laughs> In this clip right here, I've seen it going around. I haven't listened to it yet at all. But I just, I just know that it goes with what is being talked about. So... Let me pull this clip up. All right, let me let me find it. Let me find it. Here we go. Here we go. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of slack for this, um, but based on my observation, right, I honestly feel like black women, Karen their own men we literally caring our own men at times we act like karens what do i mean by that y'all seen those videos where you have white women who play victim um because they're being recorded you know we, we know this but they'll play victim um when they're around a black man or if they feel um like they're not in control or intimidated they'll play victim uh, black women, we do the same things. We'll get the law or courts involved um, when we feel like we're not in control or we're not getting what we want um, between the publicly shaming and insulting of our men um, to act like we're victims in every situation when dealing with men. We care in our own men. I've just seen too many instances and too many situations uh, where we are doing things out of spite and to say that we're not is a straight up lie um, i just think it's amazing that women in general just think whatever a woman says it's the truth when i we all have seen time and time again women are liars just as much as men are liars i'm not going to believe a woman because she's just a because she's a woman i need to know the story i need details i need to know the type of woman you are you just don't up and believe women just to up and believe women because once again women will lie just as much as men will lie so black women i honestly feel like at times we karen or act like karens when it comes to our own men no i'm probably going to get a lot of slack for this yeah i had to run to the, <laughs> to the bathroom while that clip was playing but I mean, I pretty much heard it when I was in the bathroom, and it's it's pretty much all the stuff that's been I've been playing since <laughs> since this episode been started. It's like you know, um, and it's not all women or what all black women or whatever, but um, yeah, it's just a thing about control and attention ships and what you what you afraid is going to be done to you, and you know trying to manipulate the situation or making sure it, it 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 appeals to 
your your friends or you know um the other people in your lives and stuff like that so it's just like when is when is the when is when are you actually going to be in a relationship that is actually genuine or authentic or actually flows freely you know or it's just all about fear and anxiety but I'm about to uh, end it off. I um I came across a post, two posts actually. So I'm gonna start with the first post right here. It says, um, this comes from. I saw this on Black Marriage Movement. It's on a page on Instagram. It says it. They actually took it from a therapy page, and it says what many of us were taught to look for in a partner. Good looks, money status, career prospects, similar life experiences, same religion or cultural background, someone who can provide for a family, someone driven, or simply the spark. See the theme here? (laughs) Y'all know every episode I do got a theme to it. Here's the next part of the post. It says, what evidence tells us is actually important in a partner? Kindness, Reliability, trust, emotional availability, being open-minded, a willingness to repair after conflict, the ability to apologize and admit when they're wrong, having similar life goals, being open to feedback, being willing to work on themselves and the relationship, and being supportive. Here's the next post. Things that are normal in a relationship but nobody talks about it. You will be bored. A long-term relationship is not always filled with excitement, drama, and romance. Being bored is not always a sign of discontent or disconnection. It can be a sign of things being stable and working. Pay attention to how you feel in your relationship and talk about it. If it's an issue, then work on it. Next. Your partner will not meet all your needs. They must meet your deal-breaking needs and emotional slash physical safety needs. But all the secondary and um, territory, I don't know what this word is. This is the first time I ever seen this word. It's spelled T-E-R-T-I-A-R-Y. Bruh. I'll look it up after this, but it says, and and that word needs of being a human cannot be met by one person. <laughs> That's why it's important to invest in friendships, hobbies, and an identity outside of your relationship. Next, sex is not always going to be like the movies. You don't always have to be breaking the bed and doing it in public. It's normal for couples to have periods of higher and lower intimacy sex levels. There are a lot of factors like health, stress, lifestyle habits that can cause this. This is a sign to track, but not always an immediate red flag. Next, you won't always like your partner. Relationships go through seasons and can have ups and downs. There may be some critical issues you differ on. There may be moments where you don't like your partner, but you love them. Learning to self-regulate, self-soothe, and communicate in a constructive way is necessary to ride this out. Next, you will want to be alone. 
People need personal space and alone time. Just because you are in a relationship doesn't mean that you need that need will go away. If your partner or you want alone time, that's not a sign that the relationship is bad. Finding balance between alone and together time is important. Next, you will find other people attractive. It's natural for people in relationships to find other others attractive from time to time. In fact, it is human. What's important is having open conversations about what monogamy means to each partner and discuss what the lines and boundaries are. Remember, it may be different for different couples. Next, you will have totally different opinions. You do not have to see eye to eye on every political, social, or general issue. This doesn't mean you are not compatible or that you can't get along. A healthy difference of opinion will help both of you grow as long as you are respectful towards each other. Next, you will both change our bodies, habits, likes and dislikes, and lifestyle changes over time. You and your partner will go through emotional fluctuations. Your hobbies and interests will change. You can keep your bond strong by continuously overlap between your changes and their changes. Lastly, you won't love each other's families. You don't have to be besties with their siblings or parents and vice versa. These relationships are nuanced and come with a lot of emotional inheritance. It is important to be respectful, warm, and caring without overstepping your own or their boundaries. And that was the last of that post. And then I'm going to leave it off with this clip and I'm going to sign out. So here we go. How do you feel about reality TV? I hate it. Why? It destroys the image of black women in America. As the black woman goes, so goes black society. You would be hard-pressed to find a show where you actually see black women who are actual entrepreneurs, not some fun little boutique in the mall, not a kiosk, not I've got an eyelash line, but actual entrepreneurs. You know what you do see, though? A bunch of women who are throwing drinks at each other, talking bad about each other, talking about each other, smiling in each other's faces, backstabbing, and then that image goes out into the world. So then you wonder why so many black women are quote-unquote not protected not respected mm. treated like the animals you wonder why when you go to a hospital they say oh she don't need anesthesia you're strong and independent because that's the image that's out there you're loud you're boisterous you're weave wig wearing you got snuffle up against eyebrows out here you got a bbl that's killing you and your thighs don't match and then let's not get started on what they do to black men they're either completely emasculated or there's some type of um thug tupac caricature that completely eliminates the ability to express our intelligence, our creativity, and our need to not only protect, provide, but actually nurture a woman in a place where she can feel safe to be who she is. And then on top of that, you can't point to a reality show that does not have somebody who does not look like us at the helm, up to including the love and hip hop ones, because everybody focuses on how bad Mona Scott is, but nobody says anything about Jim Ackerman. <laughs> My brother sent me that clip, so that's why I played it. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's the Tate's to Consider Podcast. Check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Music, and don't forget about YouTube. I got Taste Reviews, Drink Edition, seven episodes up there right now. So all the listeners that aren't subscribed to the YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like, download, share episodes, 
all of that good stuff. If you want to directly support the show, you can cash out me, dollar sign, RIP81. You can also directly support me by sharing the show, download it, liking it, commenting, all that good stuff. And you can go to tastetoconsider.com. There's merchandise on there that you can purchase. Hey, I'm out here. I'm working. Work hard, play hard. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and I'm out.